T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Sabres Live is presented by Seneca Resorts and Casinos. Nothing else comes close. Left circle. Catapozo. Tried to between the legs. Scores on the rebound. Zach Benson goes to the net and he's rewarded for his tenacious play in front of the goal. And the Sabres take the lead at 4-3. Final week of the preseason is upon us. Buffalo coming off a 4-3 victory on Saturday afternoon to improve to 3-2 and two in exhibition play. And still many decisions lay ahead. Welcome into Sabres Live <laughs> with Marty. I'm Brian. Welcome back, sir. It always feels like a long time coming. It feels like a long time. We've actually been in the same room, in the same arena for a while now. So uh, I was seeing you there right in my face on my computer screen. I kind of kind of miss that, Duffer. I'll be honest with you. I miss seeing you right there. So wait a minute. This or that? On Zoom or in person? Where are we at in our relationship? No, no. I, look, in person is great. But in okay. person, like if I'm looking at my computer and researching something, it's like I lose you. I I, I like kind of lose you even though you're two feet away from me. Okay. Here, I could have you on the left side of my screen. I could actually do research on the right side. I keep looking at you. I keep listening to you. I pay attention to what you're saying, which is something I continue to work on. Oh uh, that's important in our relationship. And so, so there's, there's differences and, uh, some good and some bad with both. Uh, and you were, uh, diving headlong into hockey last night. So you're at least a million steps ahead of me when it comes to NHL preseason storylines. I was indulging in, uh, you know, the theater of music, as is often the case. And yeah. I I, I want to say this because inevitably we'll share some sad news later in the show. Um, and it was funny because I took my daughter um, to Massey Hall in Toronto last night. Now, I'm sure most people know what Massey Hall is. Um, if you don't, but if you're familiar with the Ryman, in Nashville, it's basically the Canadian equivalent. There is no theater like it in Canada. Um, it has been refurbished um, to the highest degree. Like it is a stunning, stunning venue. And I was trying to describe the artist that I was surprising Izzy with last night. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, the only thing I could say, well, it's going to be pretty sad. I'll tell you that. Like he, he's the sadness is woven through a lot of the songs. He's a singer, songwriter, piano player. And, and that became very clear from the start. But what did happen, and the reason I'm going off on this point is you never know what you're going to see. Mm -hmm. And that's why we love what we do. 
right? I mean, sports is theater and expect the unexpected, but even then sometimes you can't believe it. Right. Yes. And last night, um, so Tom Odell, uh, was, was starting his tour last night and he took a pause in the middle of the show. He said, I'm going to take a little shot of tequila here. And then he proceeded to say, you know, we've been doing this for more than a decade and there's a young man who's been going to a lot of our shows and tonight is his 100th time seeing us. And he looked at this gentleman in the crowd and he said, Dave, I know you don't know that this is coming, but I wanted to thank you and I want you to come up on stage so I can give you a hug. And I mean, it was just, I, I'm sure stuff like this maybe has happened at shows. I had just never witnessed it in person. And, you know, he, he just, it was, it was so perfect. And then I just turned and whispered dizzy. I'm like, I've never seen this before. And I, I love that that's, you know, the unexpected and that's just, but you're also enjoying and sharing in the moment. Right. And um, I mean, for, for the artist to say, you know, that we've become friends over this 10 years because I see them all the time. Like it's yeah. pretty, it was really, really cool. So it's really, really cool. And those are fun little moments that you go to shows or you go to sporting events and you don't expect sometimes it's yeah. like those type of things. Um, you know what? I, I, I cannot, when, as you're telling the story, I'm thinking in my mind because of preseason last night, I was watching and keeping up with a few games or whatnot. Uh, who needs a hug? Who in the NHL has been around and needs a hug right now in preseason? It's only preseason. It's not a hundred shows that you're, you're following or whatever. It's not late in the season, but who needs a hug? Right. Yeah. And uh, the first thing that came to mind was the Boston Bruins need a hug right now. Do I want to give them a hug? Absolutely not. Do I care about that? No, but they do need a hug. Uh, they kind of look all over the place and mm -hmm. is it to be expected? Yes. Um, but even, you know, Jeremy Swayman needed a hug yesterday and Lena Solmark has needed a hug before. And so well, I feel they like the goalie, hug, the goalie hug is not working in their favor right now. So somebody else needs to step in and give these guys a hug. Well, I, I appreciate the creation of a new segment idea. You know, I'm fully on board with who needs a hug from now <laughs> who on. Who needs maybe, a hug? Maybe it'll replace Full best graphic. and worst for the weekend. I think that's a really good step in the right direction. So maybe we'll launch into that in short order here. Yes. Um, I would say that Devin Levi um, probably internally never, ever, ever would have thought that or ever reached out to need a hug. But I'm sure people in the stands, present company included, on Saturday we're thinking, oh, this is unfortunate. He's actually playing pretty well, and he's down 3 nothing here against the Columbus Blue Jackets. Well, you know yes. what? There was no lack of focus in <laughs> Levi's game, even going down 3 nothing, He was stable. Power play came to life. Kyle Oposo had three assists in his preseason debut, and they win at 4-3. But I think they win at 4-3 because Devin Levi just stayed ultra consistent throughout the game. Well, Duffer, we had a uh, lunch yesterday with some season ticket holder, and we do that every year at the start of the year, and it's it's always fun. But we did talk a lot about Saturday's game. And I mentioned that, look, first preseason action of Devin Levi, two periods against the Boston Bruins, he doesn't give up a goal. Blue and gold scrimmage, Devin Levi doesn't give up a goal. Like, he, is it 
okay is it fun when you 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 go out and you put shutouts after shutouts yeah it's great but at times especially in training camp you want to see guys getting challenged guy not just physically but mentally getting challenged how are they going to respond and i felt like saturday's game was so important for the sabers for don granado for kevin adams for mike bills the goalie coach to see Devin Levi getting challenged and see how he was going to respond. Now, a 10-year veteran in that situation, you may say, that's fine. It's 3 nothing. You'll play the rest of the game and he'll be ready for game one. But for Devin Levi, this is his first NHL camp. Mm-hmm. Never went to an actual training camp. And maybe it's wearing a little bit longer, right? You're two weeks into camp. Maybe you're getting tired. You get into a game, you give up three in the first period. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's it's going to pile on here. It was the opposite. It was the confidence shine shine through. Is that how you would say it? Mm-hmm. It really was. It stood out. It stood out through his game, even down 3-1, 3-2. It was like, no worries, guys. I will buy you time. Mm-hmm. And that's that's a line that I used a lot as a when I was playing is I need to buy my team some time. Mm-hmm. It could be 0-0 and we're struggling. I need to buy them time. And maybe 2-0 and we're playing well because I felt like the Sabres were playing well. You know, Merzlikens was good, but it's it's 2-0, 3-0, whatever, 3-1. I need to buy them a little bit more time so it unlocks. And Devin Levi did that, which is a really good response from him and from the Sabres too. Right. And right now, you know, the Sabres have, have trimmed things pretty substantially to the fact that they're practicing with one group right now. Yes. Um, but it's a large group with 18 forwards skating and still not Matt Savoy included in that on ice component. But obviously the news was encouraging last week on Savoy. So yep. who knows whether I, I, I mean, if I'm a betting man, I'm saying, boy, if he's not on the ice with the group yet, kind of doubtful that he'll be in by the time the preseason ends on Friday. But there's still an awful lot to be determined. And of course, the defense core has been trimmed a little bit. Um, and and I would say through no fault of the players who have now already started their camp in Rochester. Uh, yesterday, for example, Jeremy Davies and Joe Sacconi, you know, uh, prior cleared waivers. And yeah. I thought, I, I really thought Davies had an excellent camp, an absolutely excellent camp. Um, and it continues with some of the defensemen who are still here. The fact that we're into October and Ryan Johnson is still part of this group of 10 and Riley Stillman looks like, a you know, granted it's only preseason, but he looks like a player who's confident with the puck and willing to create and willing to take on the identity of how the Sabres coaching staff wants the defensemen to play. So whether they keep seven, whether they keep eight, I mean, this is a very interesting time for Stillman. Bryson, Clegg, and probably to a lesser extent, Ryan Johnson. And I only say that because the likelihood is they would just send him to Rochester to get in games, but he's done everything you could have imagined in his first ever camp. Name me somebody that hasn't had a good camp, really. Like, it's just, I feel like we are, and there's an overwhelming number of guys that we can talk about and say, they've had a great camp. Usually you're going to go. Forwards fall into that category. I don't think a lot of forwards do. Okay, well, maybe some of the expectations on some guys, uh, like Kulik, for example, or Roseanne, mm-hmm. for example, you're thinking, okay, maybe they're... Rusek. Rusek. They, they would all net. like to have more... More, but more, but again, it's... To me, 
those were hopefuls, right? They were like, hey, I hope they have a good camp so they can fit in. But yeah. the numbers up front were already tight. And the numbers on defense are already tight. But they've not had bad camps. There's usually guys you're like, oh, no, no, no. Like, this guy's got to go down to Rochester. This guy, you can't put him on the ice. Like, I feel like this is the first time in a long time that I'm really enjoying everybody's play. Even those that are not having the camp to expectations, mm -hmm. I still think that there's positive out of it because why do you there's think a lot. That it, why do you think you're thinking that? Why am I thinking that? Mm -hmm. Because the guys that I feel maybe are not at the level I wanted them to, I think I was already raising the bar a lot higher than maybe what was realistic. So now I become back to realistic. And number two, they're all young and there's all plenty of time for them to, to get better. We're not at the time now where we're like, Oh, it'd be great to have a 20 year old or 21 year old in the lineup filling a big spot. Like we have a lot of players. And I think that Zach Benson has come in and really like played well that it's like, okay, well, I don't care if Kulik is not having the best of camp. He's mm -hmm. doing okay. But look at Zach Benson. He's like, he's right, above Kulik, and beyond. So, but, but Kulik would be doing it if he was playing on the top line. I think that's, it would be different. That's, yes. that's a fair argument. Whether it ends up being 100% true, we're never going to know because we can't reverse time here. But yes. the reason I ask, why do you think you think that way is because of this. They, current Sabres and or those trying to make the climb from Rochester, have given you something to work off of in the last half of the year. Yes. Both in Rochester and in Buffalo. Before, we would often enter seasons where you're you're asking yourself, what has this player done to take the next step, to warrant this attention, to deserve a fair look, right? This yeah. is fair because they've not, look, they springboarded from one of the worst offensive teams for a decade into a top five all year yes. long offensive team. Their recent resume, be it in Buffalo or Rochester, is really good. So I think collectively we're willing to give them the benefit of the doubt that even if they don't have four points in four preseason games individually, they still warrant a look here. And as Seth Appert said yesterday to us, like, I'm going to put more stock in what guys did at the end of the regular season oh. and in playoffs than what I'm going to do in the first two or three preseason games. And that's right. That's exactly how it should be. And should you, be, can't, yeah. you can't expect the team to just score six <laughs> every night and have everybody with ballooned statistics through two weeks of preseason play. But... I think the evaluation is certainly ongoing, and I think the Benson component of this has made it so interesting that we are now broaching the idea <laughs> legitimately of Alex Tuck not starting on the top line. Take us through yes. what we're asking people at Sabres Live today on X, and whether you think that this is a ridiculous question to ask, who would you play Alex Tuck with? Or do you think this is a very fair question based on how camp has gone so far? So I know all the Sabres writers and we all see the lines every day, who's on the ice. But this morning, we actually reposted Heather Engel, NHL.com line as they were yesterday and today. So we ask you, as you said, who would you play Alex Tuck with? Because right now, he is on a line with Jordan Greenway and Casey Middlestat. And Tage Thompson and Jeff Skinner are playing with Zach Benson, which allows JJ Paterka and Dylan Cousins to fulfill the, the, the missing piece, which is 
what was supposed to be Jack Quinn with Victor Olofsson right now. So Alex Tuck, who had his best season ever, he went from 38 points the year before in 50 games to 79, 79 points last year. He went from 12 goals to 36 goals. He went from playing 18 minutes and 20 seconds a game to over 19 minutes a game. He went from having a place on the penalty kill from nine even strength goals to 27 even strength goals. Like, I understand that he's on power play number one, but the even strength numbers are massive here. His work alongside Tage Thompson and Jeff Skinner was the reason why people are looking at the Buffalo Sabres this year and they're like, oh my goodness, they are the, the Shayna Goldman, most fun team to watch. Right, must see TV, must see NHL, Buffalo Sabers when they play. But it's not about being fun to watch. Now it's about having the depth and having the one, two, three, four punch and the one, two, three on defense and one, two in net that you can put out there and win games and win enough games to get to a hundred points, hundred and ten points to win playoff rounds. And so Don Coronado with. Obviously, the emergence of Zach Benson. If Zach Benson doesn't play the way he's playing, you're obviously not having him with Tage Thompson right now, Jeff Skinner. And you're saying, okay, we got to put Tuck there and we'll figure out the bottom two lines. But he's trying Tuck away from Thompson and Skinner. And obviously, the chemistry that Alex Tuck had with Casey Millstadt at the end of the season is a big factor in this. Mm -hmm. And the size that you have in Jordan Greenway and Alex Tuck and being able to say, hey, we have a heavy line. Now, Casey Middlestat's not a heavy player, but we have heavy wingers alongside with Casey Middlestat. That is important. That is important. So I, I, I like the experimentation. I like the, the, the trials here of Alex Tuck with Casey Middlestat and Jordan Greenway. I do too. And do you know why I'm laughing off air right now? This highlight pack of Alex Tuck started with your favorite play, which is trying to put the rebound goal in after the puck has already oh. entered the net. And Skinner <laughs> was trying to, trying to put it home and he failed like at least. That's my favorite play. play. It's not when they put it back in the net is when they fail and then they realize, oh, oh it went in anyway. Nobody's going to see it. No, we pay attention to that. Oh my God. See, it's in. No, 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 no. no. Did he get to? <laughs> and the Flyers goalie at the time, I, I think it may have been Gustafson or whatnot. Oh um, my God. Ridiculous. Anyway, sidebar. Yeah. So I look, every time you ask a question that is singular in nature, as far as one player, like who would you play Alex Tuck with? There's a trickle down effect from that question, obviously, yes. because you're going to, somebody's going to get hasty and say, Enough with the Benson stuff. He's 18. He's not going to make the team. Just go back to normal, right? Or, uh, well, know. that's Brendan saying, don't fix what ain't broken, right? But, like, you don't but, need to take him away from Thompson. But here's, here's the thing they were broken in March last yeah, year. Thompson was broken. Thompson was not healthy. Yeah. And all of a sudden, when they had to fix what was broken, Middlestat emerged as the team scoring leader with 17 points oh. in the final 11 games, of which the Sabres went 9-2-1 and one in their last 12. One of their best stretches of the season when they absolutely had no room for error. Yeah. So you can see why this they would want to continue at least looking at this well, particular option. I have a this or that for you. 
Because when Thompson was broken, when he had the injury and missed some games, and when he returned, he actually played on the wing with Dylan Cousins, different line. Um, would you rather take Tuck out of the top line with Thompson and Skinner yes. and put Tuck with Milstadt or take Thompson out of the top line and put Milstadt in that spot? Thompson stays where he is. He's an elite okay. number one center. And That's I don't just ever, a simple yeah. question and yeah. a great direct answer by you. Yes. I'm trying I to don't be mean, direct in my response. Yes. Yeah. Okay. And, yeah. and okay. So people are going to say, well, why Middlestat then? Why Middlestat and Greenway with Tuck? Why not Cousins and Paterka? Right? Because what we saw last game, Saturday against Columbus, was Tuck, Cousins, and Brendan Byro. Mm -hmm. And they did look good. They had a good game. So why not Tuck with Cousins and Paterka? So, Here's the, there's a really big piece that we've discussed over the last few years. It was always this Casey Middlestad, a center. Can he play the wing? How do we get Casey to, to have more offense? How do we get him in the role? And when Thompson went down with the injury last year, okay, that was game 73 of the season. In the last. Well, yeah. That was the latest in his list of injuries. Yes. Obviously so he was injured before the all-star break and it's fair to wonder how healthy he was the entire last three months. Yes. So that is very fair. Um, on pace for over 60 goals, ended up with 47. That had an effect and uh, obviously a, a big effect on his production. But in the last 10 games of the season, from the time Thompson didn't play or was playing the wing on a different line, Casey Middlestat with Tuck and Skinner ended up with 16 points in 10 games. 16 points in 10 games in that stretch, playing with Tuck and Skinner. And really... It's 16 points in nine games. And the reason I say that is go because one of those games in that stretch of 10, Thompson returned and played in the middle with, Tom, with Tuck and Skinner. So Middlestat was on a different line. And you know what happened that game, Duffer? He had zero points. Mm -hmm. And every single other game that he played, the nine other games that he played with Tuck and Skinner, Middlestat had points. 16 points in 10 games, five of those goals, 11 assists. Middlestat's a great playmaker. He had 11 assists in those 10 games. So is this, he also led the team in goals over the final 11. Middlestad did with five of them. Yes. Which brings up a whole other thing. But notice how I'm talking about Middlestad and not talking about Tuck. Yeah. So now I'm wondering, like, is this question like truly ambiguous and it's not really about Tuck? Like, it's just, it's, it's a, it's a way to an end, <laughs> a means to an end, but we're not necessarily like, I think people know what to expect from Tuck. I think people are still wondering what to expect from a lot of other players. Yes. And like Middlesat, for example, I think it was noteworthy that he did score five times in the last 12 games because think people think of him more as a playmaker. Yes. But people also realize that he has a pretty good shot and his volume has never been that high in his career, less than two shots per game. Mm -hmm. Well, he was about two and a half shots a game down the stretch. Yes. And when you magnify those numbers over a much larger sample size, mm -hmm. guess what happens? It increases your likelihood of scoring, which is why all the goal leaders are the shot leaders in the NHL. Yeah. So I'm very curious, you know, like how this plays out from uh, how Casey thinks the game and how he chooses to deliver offensively, whether he becomes more of a shot mentality type of player but let's go back to the line the one game that he didn't play with tuck and skinner he had one shot on goal which would be you know he would have had 21 shots in his last nine games really so it's it's two and a quarter right there mm -hmm. like two and a half almost like that's yeah. 
KC two and a half makes a big difference in KC one. It really does. And we've talked about that with Dalene over the course of his yes. career too. And when, I mean, he was surging on a pace last year where he looked like he would score more than 20, but yeah, it comes from what you want. You want to see a defenseman shoot with an intent to score. And Dalene yep. is doing that now. And it's, it's amazing. So quickly back to the lines, cause we really want your yep. input on this. Um, and whether it's Tuck specific in your mind, we're asking who would you play Alex Tuck with because he's not on the Thompson and Skinner line right now. It continues to be Benson in practice. It has played out that way in the preseason that Benson's mm-hmm. been getting all these reps. Paterka, Cousins, Olofsson, Greenway, Middlestat, Tuck. Marty, Gergensen's Krebs Opozo is something we're so familiar with that it's almost as if nobody bats an eye at it. So <laughs> if that's the case, then let's just let it be for now. Yes. But the A, question that comes with this discussion rusek jost byro murray kulik rosan has anyone i mean they're here first of all this is important to note because the americs opened camp yesterday they've got a boatload of guys down there already but these other six that we just mentioned for the first time like what are they playing for? Are they still playing for a spot potentially next to Dylan Cousins? Are they playing to be a 13th forward? What are you seeing here? What have you seen? And what are we likely to see this week with two more? So for me, the bottom, the bottom nine, I'm going to say bottom nine because there is, uh, uh, 18, right? Skaters, uh, forwards mm-hmm. right now on, on lines, the bottom nine. Uh, which is the fourth line and the extra two lines. It's and keep very in mind, simple. it's not including Matt Savoy. It's not including Matt Savoy. And we, we can't really assume what's going to happen with Matt Savoy. We'll have to see when he comes back, if mm-hmm. he's healthy, if he gets a few games. Uh, maybe he goes to Rochester and plays on conditioning and then come back to Buffalo and gets himself going uh, with a few games before having a decision and ultimately a decision. But it's very easy. Tyson Jost is a Buffalo Sabres. He's not going anywhere. Okay, so for me, he's the extra forward. He's the 13th forward. The other five are here right now because there's two more exhibition game, preseason games, and you're going to need bodies for those two games, and they will start the the season in Rochester. I understand this is as simple of an answer as it gets, but for me, the lineup is already set. And if, if I drew it my way, to start the season, I would start with 13 forwards, eight defensemen, and two goaltenders because you're allowed an extra three players, right? So I would only have, usually it's two extra forward, one extra D. I would flip that. I would have Tyson Joseph as the extra forward. I would have Stillman and possibly Bryson as the extra D, which make me eight. And I would have only two goaltenders on my opening night roster. Mm-hmm. So what are the Kulik and Rose, Roseanne and Rusek and Byro playing for right now? It's to be here, to get more of a look, but it's more down the road, like who are we going to call up, how we get more familiar with them. That's what they're playing for. It's maybe a little harsh, but I don't think they break in to the top 13 uh, in one week. I don't think it's it's going to happen. Do you think they'll get looks? One or two of them on the Cousins line? I, I I would say no. I would say right now. And maybe if it's one preseason game and you you want to give somebody a look. But, but in practice, 
you're going to get Olofsson with Cousins and Paterka. Okay, and who's been it, the best of the bunch? The other ones. The other ones? The bottom six on that graphic. Okay, so I am going to go with Brendan Byro. He's been the best of the bunch. Okay. Beersy, as we like get got to know him now. I say Brendan Byro for me would be the one that would be pushing for that, hey, I can play with Cousins and Paterka if you need me to, or I could play with Krebs and Oposo if you need me to. I can do whatever. I can take a puck to the face and come back. That's not a problem. I can do it all. That's Brendan Byro, and I think he's the one ahead. Okay, we'll we'll continue the discussion with your input, of course, on X at Sabres Live. And we are just over a week away from the home opener. It happens a week from Thursday, and it is presented by the BFLO store. Join us Thursday, October 12th, Sabres Rangers, to kick off this 23-24 season. It's a 7 p.m. start. Don't miss the pregame party in the plaza, which starts at 4. Players arrive at the blue and gold carpet experience, walking into the game. And, of course, along with the City of Buffalo Common Council, we're revealing the trailblazing street sign dedicated to the great Rick Jenneret. We'll have more details on that at sabers.com to come. And of course, for home opener tickets, visit sabers.com slash tickets. We continue the conversation as to how the Sabres are currently constructed and how that might be tweaked in the days ahead of the home opener. It's Sabres Live, WGR Sports Radio 550 and MSG. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.